It is the Chicagoverse podcast on the Dynasty Podcast Network, featuring interviews with Chicago's premier artists in industry and creatives and culture leaders. Hosted by Haima Black, welcome to Chicago. Haima Black with Dynasty Podcast. I am sitting here with Monique Doran. Am I saying that right? Yes. Okay, good. Yes. Good, good, good. That's important. <laughs> uh, Monique Doran, graphic designer, visual artist, all sorts of things. We're going to talk about that, but thank you for coming up here tonight. I appreciate it. Yeah, of course. My pleasure. So you are somebody who, you know, I've never met you, but I've been, you know, following you on Twitter. That's that's so much of where I find... Every once in a while, people are like... <laughs> oh, no. No, no, no. People are like... A lot of times people are like, how do you find guests? Or like, you know, where do you find people to put on the podcast? And it's like, I live on Twitter. And I think Chicago's creative community is so strong on Twitter. I mean, it's also on Instagram, but like... Yeah. There's definitely a certain sect of like journalists and creators and festival people and stuff on Twitter. So it's very easy to see who's doing cool stuff. So you're somebody who I've been aware of for a while and I'm really glad we got to have you on tonight. I'm so happy to be here. (laughs) Yeah. Now, you know, I reached out to you and I was like, hey, will you come up? You were responsive right away. And I think that the people or the thing that people might know you from is the fact that you do work with Riot Fest, which we're going to talk about, but we're going to talk about other things you've done. Um, but again, we always start at the beginning. So like, how did graphic design and creative work first enter your life? When did that start to happen for you? Uh, oh, man. Um, well, definitely, it's kind of always been a part of my life. Uh, when my parents would work during the weekends or like during the week, I would stay with a cousin who was very well-versed in sort of, like, old-school media art, Mm -hmm. like, lots of pastels and, like, oil paints and that sort of stuff. And so um, just staying with her helped me feel more comfortable with, like, I don't know, crayons, which is the child's All the non-digital stuff. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so moving from that, um, always drew a lot in Mm -hmm. high school. One of those things where I'm not really paying attention in class and more doodling in my notebook, classically. (laughs) You know, like, it's hard to pay attention in class. I I mean, I'm a long time removed from high school, and I, I doodled so much... Yeah. In high school, because I was, I couldn't, I couldn't tell you a word that I heard from a teacher in high school, but I drew a lot. Yeah, I took yeah. a lot of AP classes, and I'm not sure how I graduated, but you know, <laughs> I am here now, years later. Yeah, you beat <laughs> but, the system. Yep. So, like, did a lot of art in high school, um, and then got in touch with like the Minneapolis music scene. So I grew up in Minnesota, uh, Mm. which is super cool, but not obviously compared to Chicago, but like would, sorry, mom and dad, like sneak out of the house. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Sneak out of the house and um, like go to shows in Minneapolis. I remember a lot of nights that I spent, you know, sitting on a washer in a basement, listening to music that I didn't exactly like vibe with. Like it was like grunge, like metal sort of stuff. But I was like, this is cool. And I like Like you're out. You're somewhere. It's cool. Like this scene is cool. The people are cool. Like I like that. And then started making more like show posters because of the people I met there and like album artwork. And then move it after graduating high school and moving to Chicago for Columbia um, Mm -hmm. with a graphic design major. I just like kept in touch with you know, the music scene that is here, which is so vibrant and so expansive and so cool that, like, it led me to working for Riot Festival time. <laughs> and that's amazing. So I want to unpack a couple of these things you're telling us here. Um, first off, when you're talking about, like, making these initial show posters, album artwork, is that digital design work? Or were you still, like, working with, like, you know, pens or things like that? Um, a lot of screen printing. So I started uh, screen printing gig posters in like my parents garage really late at night 
um, which was really cool, but it was a lot of like hand-drawn illustrations just because I couldn't afford Photoshop, and it was like a lot of sure. GIMP point like one or whatever, which is like a bootleg version of Photoshop, but right. a lot of like MS Paint. So like kind of combining the two between like uh, traditional media and then like new media, and then once college started, getting way better at digital media. <laughs> but you know what's interesting? I mean, the, the interview that happened before this tonight, you know, uh, we were just talking to Seamus and Fallon uh, about the same kind of concept of just like, well, if you can't afford the like, you know, super deluxe IMAX with full Adobe <laughs> creative, whatever, yeah, yeah. you just make do with the tools you have. So at least you're creating something. Correct. You know, absolutely. Yes. And there's so much value in that because oh, yeah. there'll always be some better. So like, unless you're working for like Lucas Films, there's always gonna be something better <laughs> Just work with what you have in the meantime, and then, of course, work out. Yeah. Yes. So you come to Chicago. You come to Columbia for the graphic design program. Are you, you're graduating now, correct? Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> you said, like, unsure. Uh... <laughs> you're like, wait, shit, do I have class tomorrow? Oh, yeah. no. No, yeah, I've been out for almost two years come December. So. <laughs> but it was, you know, every once in a while you have that dream where you're like, Oh my God, I didn't study for the test. And you wake up, you're like, I'm not in school, test. right? I yeah. haven't had a test in two years. <laughs> so you're at Columbia, like when you were there, you know, I saw that you worked with Manifest, which for anyone who doesn't know, Manifest is the big end of the year kind of like artistic celebration that students produce at Columbia College. Uh, you know, there's always musical guests. There's a lot of different artistic concentrations that go into that. So you were involved with Manifest, but did you feel particularly active and connected to the curriculum and culture and community at Columbia when you were there? Freshman year, no. <laughs> Definitely well, well, not. Freshman year, no. Freshman ones. year, yeah. like, I'm just, like, on a completely different plane of existence, basically. <laughs> Still getting used to a new environment, new friends, new living style. Um, but doing Manifest sophomore year, I think it was the gateway to connecting to a lot of on-campus stuff, because from there, I did um, student programming board and like was a part of a lot of other organizations and still kept in contact with like faculty and stuff like that. Yeah. So previous to Manifest, no, but post-Manifest, yes. <laughs> Do you feel like that experience where you are, you're involved in organizational committees, you're helping produce events, you're helping produce um, you know, visual content and programming, and you are... I'm guessing, you know, you said you're keeping in touch with faculty and stuff, so you're facilitating some level of communication around these projects. Do you think that all those skill sets helped you when you arrived at Riot Fest? Yes. Uh, it is, life is one big group project after another. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's basically what that was, is just like, I mean. With hopefully better collaborators oh, than sure when you're a student. So. And yeah. you, like, also get paid, hopefully. Oh, the dream. <laughs> but, yeah, I, it definitely did, I think, learning how to, you know, the simple things like writing a formal email or, you know, a good firm handshake. Oh, my gosh. You know what? But email is such an art. It's such a specific science, and not everybody knows that. It's very There's hard. bad emails out yeah, there. Sometimes there's just too many exclamation points. Sometimes you sound too pissed off. Other times you just sound not pissed off enough. Maybe not pissed <laughs> off enough. You're like, this is not good. Like, what kills me, and this happens a lot in like the punk scene. So my background is that like I worked for a major radio station here at Q101. I was mm -hmm. the producer of their local music show, which was an incredible, incredible position. It was, I loved doing that. And as such, I was communicating with a lot of bands, which I'm sure you can relate. Woo, and um, band email. <laughs> a lot of it would be like someone <laughs> sending an email from their phone number. So they'd be like 847-982-blah-blah-blah at att.net. And then they'd be like, 70 email addresses of everybody in Chicago 
not BCC'd. Oh, BCC is the most important and, thing you will learn in your professional life. I'm just saying that now. <laughs> and it's like some like non-formatted, just like, hey guys, come out to Quenchers tonight. We're on at eight. And it's like, they don't even Quenchers. tell you who <laughs> fucking sent the email. And it's like, I got so many of these. And then you have 19 replies where someone's like, I'm going to try to come through, bro. Can't make it tonight. I'm like, unsubscribe. <laughs> so email, when people send a good email, I'm like, you were raised very well. Yes, you, know? you were taught very well. Right. <laughs> Young Padawan. Exactly. Um, it's such a Jedi skill. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, a lot of the skills I did learn on campus translated very well to Riot Fest, where I felt prepared enough that, like, okay, I think, I think I'm, like, two feet on the ground here. <laughs> sure, absolutely. And you know what? The Riot Fest organization, I don't want to speak for them whatsoever, but I know some of those guys, and I know this much, I feel comfortable saying this, I know they look for and appreciate people who have a good head on their shoulders and who will follow through and do the work. Ooh, I hope that's me. No, I mean, that's, that's <laughs> what so many listening. of these organizations are looking for. You know, I, honestly, I did a panel a few, a year or two ago that was all about, like, how to break into the music festival business because so many Columbia kids wanted to do that. So we had speaker from Lollapalooza and Warp Tour and React and uh, Pitchfork. And none of them said, like, you have to know every obscure detail about Drake. Most of them were just like, can you show up on time? Are you sober? Will you yeah. follow through? Do you get yeah. the work done? Like that's, and it sounds obvious, but it's like really these fundamental concepts are just what most of these organizations are looking for, whether it's a law firm or Riot Fest, right? Mm, correct. Yeah. So how did you first connect with Riot Fest? Like how did that initial connectivity happen? Um, I, well, I had attended 2013, um, and I'd also attended in 2012. Was that the follow-up boy year, 2013, or Riot yes. or Rise Against? I think so. Everything seems the same now. Everything seems like it's Rise Against and Fall Out Boy, yeah. No, but those were, I remember those but, being really good years because yeah. Rise did one year, Fall Out Boy did another yeah. year. 2013, I think, was one of like the really, really good years. Well, Riot Before Fest, me, I'll say course. this, and I'm not, I'm not saying this because you're sitting here. I, I say this on social media all the time. Those guys know that I feel this way. I love all the festivals, and all the festivals obviously bring a lot to the table, and all of them have really strong offerings. I will say this, though, from my personal taste. I have a professional respect for all of them. From my personal taste, where I want to go listen to Ministry and Nine Inch Nails and the Deftones, and, like, yes, <laughs> Riot Fest is extremely my fucking shit. Like, Hell yes. Because it's the one where, like, it's not me being like, okay, cool, I see the merit of this. This is good. I respect this. This is well done. It's where I'm like, oh, fuck, Deftones are doing digital bath. <laughs> Holy shit. Like, it's the one where I'm, like, 15 years old again. Huh, that, I mean, I think, you know, that is kind of like at the heart of Riot Fest. Yes. You know, tapping into that younger It's fan. not too cool. It's Never like it's there cool. for people to cool really enough. geek out with. Oh, yes, of course, definitely. <laughs> so, okay, so I'm sorry. Like, I hijacked your story to be like, aren't the Deftones great? But, um, which they are. But definitely. you were talking about, like, attending, like, 2012, 2013 and, yes. and connecting with them. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, th I, after doing Manifest in 2015, um, I didn't attend 2014, but I, you know, after doing Manifest in 2015, my friend was like, hey, you know, you should apply to do this internship. And I was like, I don't know if I'm good enough. I don't know if I'm ready. I don't know if my portfolio speaks enough to this thing. My sure, friend was all like, the excuses. you just did a fucking festival. <laughs> and I was like, oh, you right. <laughs> right, yeah, absolutely. You smart, yeah. <laughs> and so, you know, then I applied, and it was a very, uh, like, scary process because... I hold a lot of weight to Riot Fest personally in my brain because they sure. are so cool and I love all the bands that they've booked. And just like in general to the like sphere of Chicago, they are a very 
They're very well regarded yes. and well respected. Exactly. Yes. So like that process was just like scary for three weeks, just checking my email constantly. And then I had my interview. Um, shout out to Buck Foley and Dan Wade who were at my mm-hmm. interview. That were they were. I think like that they saw something in me that I didn't quite see in myself and like didn't believe in myself. And then oh from my there, God, it's every like coming of age '90s <laughs> movie. Yeah, I love yeah. it. And it was it was really cute. <laughs> and uh, yeah, like I have. Um, or I have a lot of respect for the whole Riot Fest team, but mm-hmm. of course, especially Dan and Buck. But um, I think my first day was the day before announce. Oh, I'm <laughs> sure that was chill. Uh, oh, uh, extremely. <laughs> it was just, I kicked my feet back. Right. <laughs> but, like, wake me up when it starts. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, previous to 2015, I didn't really have any connection to any of the Riot Fest people whatsoever. It was more just like, the encouragement of a friend that was like, you can do this, so you should do it. But that's so important, man. It's like, and again, these are, these are such, like, I, I talked to so many student artists and so many artists on this and creatives on this podcast, and it's like, again, these fundamental things that seem obvious, like, if your friends or family are like, you know, I hear a lot of people who are sitting on the other side of the mic be like, well, you know, when I was six, my, I told my parents I want to be a songwriter, and they bought me a guitar. But it's like, if the parents have been like, that's a stupid idea, dummy. Why are you going to do that? Like, I mean, I don't know if parents talk to their kids like that, but you know what I mean? Like, if someone had said that and then they took that to heart instead of the support, so it's like supporting your friends just goes a long oh, way. Like, if so your important. friend wants to be a filmmaker, a photographer, a, a whatever it is, don't be that person that's like, you? Be that person that's like, right on, I believe that yeah, you could get or there. like, you're not going to get a lot of money. Like, well, yeah, no well, shit. Yes. But I like this thing. <laughs> but spoiler, there's not a lot of money out there anyway, and robots are going to take all of our jobs, and we're going to die poor, so we might as well enjoy that shit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So every once in a while I go into that route of my classes, and I'm like, but you guys, you don't even need to worry because robots are going to take all of our jobs every. And everybody in the class is like, wait, what the fuck? What? We're just <laughs> dust in the wind, my friend. Right. Um, so you're doing Riot Fest. Like, talk about what your role is currently. What are you bringing to that organization? What are you doing? Um, so I am the assistant graphic designer, and my role over the past couple of years has expanded a little bit to like social media, assisting mm-hmm. with marketing. Um, I and they have the best marketing. <sighs> no, they do. Like the social media <laughs> and marketing for Riot Fest is really bulletproof. Yeah, I think. I mean, the the team definitely, even like objectively speaking, without myself in it, like does a really good job of yes. thinking and tapping into the brains of our fan base, which is so awesome because, like, we're music fans ourselves, so what would we be interested in? And if we're interested in it, then, you know, maybe other people might be cool with it too. But, yeah, I so I do graphic design, and I assist. There are only two designers, so it's mm-hmm. me and Dan. Um, and then I assist with social media. Um, on site, I do box office. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the times, if my friends are attending or if people I know are attending, just like yell, Mo, where are you? And I like, come running like a chicken with its head cut off. <laughs> but it, again, it comes back to like, this is a lot of what I've heard when we did this festival panel a year or two ago. It's like, you're not just doing one thing and being like, well, that part's not my job. Oh, you're doing whatever needs to get done, <laughs> which is why you're part of the team. Yeah, I think like a lot of being part of like a smaller team doing such a big project is that like you can't necessarily say like, no, that's not my job. Yeah, no, somebody else because will do that. if 
it doesn't get done by someone, then it's never going to get done. It's That's the fucking pull quote from this interview. <laughs> if it doesn't get done by somebody, it's not going to get done. Yes. <laughs> now, all right, so you're doing this with Riot Fest, and you've been doing graphic design for how many years now? I want to say professionally around four or five. Okay, so that's respectable. So, like, <laughs> so you're doing the Riot Fest gig right now, which is amazing, and obviously that's a huge accomplishment, but, like, what's your kind of, like, grand vision for the, you know, where you're, like... My dream one day is to be doing X with, within graphic design or outside oh, of it. Oh, wow. I can't even think that far. I don't even know what I want for dinner tonight. <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. But, you know, sometimes people are like, well, you know, I'm doing this thing right now. And then eventually I'd like to open my studio or whatever. So yeah, I mean, I if you don't have that yet. I mean, I definitely want to have, like, um, be a part of, like, uh, my own sort of creative agency, mm-hmm. like, uh, with a bunch of friends, but geared a lot towards music. Yeah. Um, a lot towards that sort of entertainment um, sector that, like, if you and your friends want to put on a festival, but you don't have, like... Live the, Nation? Yeah, like, Live Nation. Right. <laughs> you don't have money and you don't have, like, the means to make it look good, like, hire us out and we'll make it look good for you. Man, I think that that's... Boy, that's, like, a billion-dollar idea because it's, like, I hear from so many young talents at Columbia... Who are like, man, you know, one day I want to launch my own festival. Like that's that's a dream, people. Yeah. The festival experience, and I know you know this, the festival experience is so meaningful and so unique and so irreparable. Irrep- um, wow, I talk for a living. You cannot <laughs> replicate it. Yes. That's what I'm trying to say, <laughs> poorly. Um, but it's not something you can just be like, I'll just download Lollapalooza this year. <laughs> There's nothing that's a replacement for going to Lala or South By or Riot Fest or Coachella mm-hmm. or whatever. Like when you have boots on the ground, and you're sweating in that environment, and you're seeing your favorite band, and your ears are ringing. Like, that's, you cannot stream that. Oh, I mean, you nope. can stream it, but it's not the same. Nope, yeah. Like, a music festival, at least what I've learned over the years, is that music festival is not just a place to see music, and it's a place to experience that's music. part of it. Like, it's all an experience. Like, yeah. being with your friends, the environment, like... The selfies. The beer. <laughs> right. <laughs> all of that, you know, it's very encompassing to more than just... The evacuations, yeah. <laughs> the rain. The rain, the Yes, bees. it's all a thing. All porta the Doc potties. Martins I've had ruined uh, at Lala and Riot Fest. doesn't yeah. want a good porta potty. <laughs> exactly. But you're right. It is this, it's just such a like unique thing. And we live in this city that it's cold for six months out of the year or sometimes 14 or whatever. But it's like, it's cold for so long. And then when we hit festival season, when we hit outdoor beach summer season, people want to create memories, they want to have real experiences outside, whether it's on a rooftop, whether it's at Riot Fest, whether it's on a boat. It's like, in Chicago, we want our summer to actually mean something, you yeah. know? And Riot Fest is a big part of it, and it's kind of this last hurrah. It's the last big party of summer. And in my opinion, I think it's one of the best. Oh, well. <laughs> no, I mean, and again, this is not something that I have not said a billion times on Twitter. Like, nobody would be surprised to hear me say I love Riot Fest. Um, so... You have, I think, a really great story, and you've been able to go from doing this very DIY version of what you wanted to do with limited resources to now like being connected to a really reputable organization. So same question we had earlier in the previous interview. like, What advice would you give for the, the 14-year-old mm-hmm. who is in a small DIY city, or even somebody who's not that age, but who's like, oh my God, I want to work for Riot Fest one day, or like, I want to go be part of Coachella, or mm-hmm. whatever that thing is. Like, what would you tell them? Just, I mean, like, keep that in mind, but also keep your doors open. Mm-hmm. I didn't have Riot Fest in mind whatsoever. 
but you're working towards a greater goal. So like, don't give up on that goal of like wanting to work in music. If you don't exactly know what you want to do or how you want to do it, that's okay because you're like your perspective will change when you learn new things, you go new places, and you meet new people. But if you want to do it, then just work towards doing it. Yeah, and again, it sounds obvious, right? But it's like, but it is. But it's scary. It's a it's very scary. scary obvious. And it's also like there's no substitute for just actually doing it. Yeah. You can't be like, I'll just pay someone to move my career forward. Right? Like, it doesn't yeah. work that way. And then support the other people that want to do it too. Yes, that's, that's so important because so you can't do it alone. There is no possible way anybody can do their job alone. There's no I in Riot Fest except for the except I for the I that is that in, is in Riot Fest. But no, <laughs> but it is really true. These things all take an actual team. Mm-hmm. You know, even even this podcast. You know, like. Anything that you do, if you want to do it well, you know, we just had Seamus and, um, you know, uh, Fallon here a moment ago, and it's like, I invited Fallon individually, and then she was like, can I bring Seamus? I'm collaborating. I'm like, of course. But it's like, even as a two-person organization, they're better. You know, it's Mm -hmm. like, it's just, you're going to do better when you have a team with you or you have collaborators, you Mm -hmm. know? Nobody is their best at them. It's just their own, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, So what else are you excited about this year? Because the Riot Fest announcement has come... Out. Yes. It's a great year. What is it? Blink One Eighty Two this year, and yes. like who else? And Blondie. Blondie. Yeah. We've got Elvis just Costello. Legendary. We've I got love Elvis Alkaline Costello. Alkaline Trio. Sure. Hometown oh. Heroes. Yeah. Yeah. We've got you know Dropkick Murphys. So Matt Skiba's pulling double duty this year. <laughs> yeah. That'll be easy. <laughs> oh, exactly. But we've got you know um, a lot of big tier names, but then a lot of uh, a lot of like local. We've got a lot. You guys always do a great job of highlighting the like hometown Chicago talent, whether it's Mm -hmm. Lawrence Arms, whether it's like the Orwells or like Twin Peaks, or Mm -hmm. there's so many great, you know, White Mysteries always involved. There's so many great Chicago talents that are always on the ground, and it very much feels like a hometown celebration. Yeah, yeah, I'm super excited. I'm excited that I get to see my friends there and see my friends play. So it'll be really, really fun. It's win-win. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, final question, and and same thing, like you know that I say in a lot of my interviews, and I always mean it. Like I want to keep this conversation going. I really appreciate you being here, and I love the insight and the offerings that you have. So again, I want to get you back for more interviews or a panel or a workshop or something that we do with this podcast because you have a lot to offer. Um, but if somebody wants to work with you, if somebody wants to hire you for graphic design or if somebody wants to collaborate with you, is that something that you're open for? Is there a way that people can reach you if yeah, you want? Yeah, I mean, I'm always open to just like, what is out there? Maybe yeah. I can help you do it. <laughs> and are you open for non-music things? Are you only really um, looking to work within the music space? You know... Uh, this year, yeah, a lot more like non-music stuff has kind of like popped up mm-hmm. in my inbox and I've been more willing to take it than years previous. So if you don't necessarily do the music thing, but like might need my help, I'm totally okay with that. You can reach me on Twitter or Instagram. It's uh, at underscore M-O-D-O-R-O. Okay. So yeah, uh, I'm private on Instagram, but not private on Twitter. So <laughs> And you're active on Twitter. Uh yeah, that's unfortunately. Where, again, that's where I, yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> now every day on Twitter is just like a waking nightmare. But but there was a time long ago where Twitter was like a place that was fun to go to and yeah. it was just memes and like interesting now discussion. It's memes about sadness. Now it's just like <laughs> an excess oh, has no crisis. <laughs> Kanye said what? Oh, oh no. I want oh, Kanye no. to be great. <laughs> Not I want him to be make America great again. I want Kanye to be great. But Twitter now is that thing where you're just like, please. 
please don't let this be a hellhole today. It's yeah. you know what Twitter is? It's that gif of Troy Donald Glover from Community when he walks into the room carrying the pizzas and it's <laughs> on fire. Like, and he's just like, oh yeah. That's Twitter every day. Yes. Before you log on, the second you log on to Twitter, it's Troy walking into the apartment in community when it's on fire. Yes. Yeah. But if you want a little bit of beam of light in that like on fire room, you can follow me or you can follow the Riot Fest Twitter. Exactly. Because uh, our Riot Fest for a guy is hilarious and mean and who doesn't love the combination of the two. And I, and I love that Riot Fest has an actual voice and you know, the other festivals, I don't think it would work for them. Like Twitter or Twitter, Pitchfork should not be insulting people no. on Twitter. But Riot Fest, it's kind of endearing. Oh. It's kind of like your like, uncle aw. who like gives you a noogie. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. It's just like angrily gets drunk and like yells and you're like, all right, pop, pop. You can. Right. He's like making fun of you in front of your friends and you're like, you guys, fuck. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, Monique, this is amazing. I love that we got to start this conversation. Keep up the good work. Okay. Shout out to everyone at Riot Fest. Jeremy Shuey is my yes. guy, man. And I have so much respect for all the work that he and the team have done and everything they've built. And I, again, I appreciate you for coming up here tonight. And of I'm glad course. we got to start this. Yes. You've been listening to a production of Dynasty Podcasts. Find more Dynasty Podcasts at DynastyPodcast.com. For the dynamic dynasty, Dynasty Descend.